Welcome to the Tuned In Outdoors podcast, where a passion for sharing the gospel and God's great outdoors comes together. Here's this week's edition of Tuned In Outdoors. Hey everybody, welcome to Tuned In Outdoors. We uh, apologize, it's been a few weeks, we've been out of town and been in Colorado, which we're going to talk about quite a bit here this this episode. So, as usual, Remington's going to kick this whole thing off and curious to see what he's got going over there. Yep, I've got the question of the week, and like I told you guys earlier, I thought of this one in the shower, so you can only <laughs> you can only guess where this is going. <laughs> okay, so I was I was taking a shower, not to get too too much too many details, too much information in there, but apparently we forgot how these podcasts work. <laughs> get that visual. So I was taking a shower, and I go to grab my soap and my shampoo. Uh-huh. And I didn't realize I had this habit until today. But during hunting season, I the only thing I take a shower with is scent killer or like scent scent uh like hunter specialties soap and shampoo. And I don't know why I've always done that. Yeah. It just once September kicks off all the way to January. So my question to you guys is what is one weird habit you guys only do during hunting season but not the rest of the year and it may be around the house or just like a daily habit or do you have a habit (laughs) i don't know that's a good question you got an answer dustin i mean i'm sure the laundry when you do some laundry it probably is a little different yeah Normally, I don't do the. I don't wash my hunting clothes. <laughs> you don't? Don't. No. I'd, I mean, once I start hunting, I got a tote, and yeah, when I take them off, they go into there, and right. Usually, you don't change until when you get there, either, though. No. Yeah. Most of the time, I'll have just my base layer stuff on, go in there, and then when I get there, I put on the outer layer, whatever I'm gonna wear, and. Mm-hmm. go in normally when i'm done hunting i come out and take that off and yeah i don't know if that's a weird habit no uh, i think that's good for scent control for sure i mean it does c- kind of get to s- smelling a little bit toward the end of the yeah. year <laughs> <laughs> i think throughout a season i wash my clothes maybe i don't know I'll i'll go maybe two weeks or so if i'm hunting real hard yeah but i keep them in a I I wash my hunting clothes quite a bit, but I I used to do that a lot. I mean, it was once a week. Yeah, and I was the same so. way. I I don't I don't know why, and maybe I need to get back into it. But like with Dustin, you know, wear a base layer, or pair of shorts, or whatever till you get there, and then put your hunting clothes on. Well, I kind of got away from that, and I don't know. I I, I do that a little bit. When you think about it, how much stuff does your dang truck seat pick up after going to work or whatever? You know, there's a lot of scent probably in your truck just alone, whether you think it's clean or not. Yeah. McDonald's quarter pounders. Yeah. McDonald's. I mean, (laughs) honestly, I mean, your daily clothes, they pick up a lot of scent. You're always sitting in your truck seat. Yeah. But. No, that's probably something I should get back into. Is there, is there a weird habit around the house? Can you think of or? Hmm. Most of the time, I'd 
don't I, I don't like to talk on the phone a lot or text a lot. But this time of year, I love hearing that ding go off on that phone when that Tacticam sent. That's it. I was, yeah. That's exactly what I thought of when I thought when I thought of this question for you is your phone's always dinging because you got the cell cameras. Yeah, those cell and cameras. That's yeah. They're addictive. I love hearing that phone go off. I think in general, <laughs> just text messages and phone calls between the three of us goes up. Yeah. Significantly. Yeah, yeah we're. We're on a lot of conference calls this time of year trying yeah. to get a game plan and uh, text back and forth. Yeah, that is a, that's a – the wives probably get pretty crazy with that. They're probably – That would probably be a good question for the wives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They could probably tell us how we act weird. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know. I guess th- maybe it's like a tradition type thing. Usually – uh, every year, and I did it this year, right before hunting season kicks off, I'll watch uh, Jeremiah Johnson. <laughs> That's every a pretty year. good one. Yeah. That's cool. It's just... That is kind of your movie. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> that movie is... I'm convinced I was born 200 years too late. <laughs> Great movie. For all of you that have not watched that movie, watch it. It's worth it. It's it's a good one. Good yeah. flick. Yeah. Is it on Netflix? Uh, no, it was on Amazon Prime. I don't know if it is. I actually have it. Gotcha. Yeah. Clint's got like 15 copies of it. <laughs> I've never even heard of it until Clint started talking about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've We're going to have to do that. Which I can count all the movies I've ever watched in my life on. Probably take me both hands, but yeah, I'd still have a finger or two left, I think. Oh, we'll change Not that. Not much of before, a movie or no, I season. can't stand watching movies. I watch I watch more movies probably than I do TV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you got for fishing report? Spoonbill season has officially kicked off and it has gone full bore. We've been we've been doing a lot of spoonbilling. Um the thing I like about spoonbill is it's something new every day it seems <laughs> like fishing in a different spot every day. Um, we've been catching them on the top sides of main lake channels in about 20 to 30 foot of water. Um, or, well, no, 40 foot of water, 20 to 30 foot deep, um, trolling dipsy divers. But that's pretty much all I've done, just spoon build since yeah. we got back. It's been pretty good. We had to work on them one day, but other than that, it's been been really good. We've had some some big fish over the side of the boat we caught one that was over i don't know like 72 or something like that so far so nice yep it's been been good so hmm. i uh i think we've got one more bow fishing trip left this year and then i don't know if we're going to take the deck off or not but i think we'll probably crank the deck bow fishing deck off and just keep doing crappie and spoonbill mm-hmm. throughout the year so it's been good it's been been real good but is the bass eating very good? No. No. <laughs> okay. No, bass fishing's been real tough, actually. Did you go the other uh, night? Yeah, I did. Uh, me and who? Gage. Yeah, no, Finn. Me and Finn went. Finn uh, didn't catch anything? Sunday. That guy's a Finn, fish magnet. Finn actually caught four. <laughs> um, How many did Dad catch that day? Is that why you're saying it's <laughs> When it came to the largemouth, he kicked my butt. He caught four largemouth. I didn't catch a one. And I was throwing topwater the whole time, whopper plopper, and 
I could not get one to bite it for nothing. He was throwing a chatterbait and caught four. And then we got into a school of white bass, so we both tied us on some little crankbaits, and we sat there and had a, hammered them. Had a blast. Was, was <laughs> that the funny. day? Was that the day I called you? Yeah. So I called Dustin. Finn answers his phone, <laughs> and. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where they're catching him at because I had a white bass trip that next day, and he all Finn could tell me he goes he was saying they were by some bridge, but he didn't know <laughs> he was naming bridges apparently across the other end. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if it was on purpose or. <laughs> I, I think he's been listening to his dad yeah, too much. Yeah, not not giving off locations. I guarantee you, he listens. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, they had a big Bassmaster Open tournament over the weekend, and it was overall tough. Um, I think I seen there was like 205 boats and 64 guys the first day caught a five fish limit. Yeah, and then the second day I think only like 40 some of them did. So wow. And I didn't see all the weights, but I know they weren't very big weights. No, it was it was tough. I, I think it ended up taking 50 pounds over three days to win which don't surprise me somebody always catches them pretty good yeah uh, but normally the i mean the top 10 i think there was a 10 or 12 pound look like gap it, from first to 10 it nosedived you know, so. yeah really yeah yeah so it's pretty it's tough yeah i know we need january to hit yeah go catch some need them to get some alabama rig fish going yep and that, and that and it's a little bit early right now for that to be real good but i bet a guy could probably catch some on it right now yeah it's coming it's coming right now but, but i know my dad he's been crappie fishing down south end of the lake uh he went three days last week caused limit all three days caught like 80 fish Huh. about every trip so they're biting real good so like 15 18 foot of water crappies yeah. crappies been really good right before we left uh i had a trip um crappie trip it was three guys they had a, a baby shower is one of them's baby shower they had to get to and they got on the boat and typically our trips are five hours long so like eight to one or whatever and get on the boat at eight o'clock we're going to the first spot to look and they tell me they're like hey we've got to be at this baby shower an hour and a half away at one o'clock and so i'm like oh okay <laughs> and then they proceed to tell me that they uh they've got to have the they're, they're supposed to be frying fish and don't have any fish <laughs> no so, pressure yeah i'm like oh crap the pressure's on me so we end up I, I told him i was like we're we're not going to stop until we see a just a giant pile of crappie or whatever and by the time we found the dock it was like i don't know nine o'clock that we wanted to stop and fish and uh we we ended up with 53 keepers and we had to leave at ten thirty. Yeah. So wow, it was a pretty good day of catching them. Yeah, but fun time right there. That was that was the last crappie trip I think I took. Yeah. But it was awesome. It was really really cool. Well, me and Gage are supposed to fish a bass tournament this weekend, so see how it after goes. I show him these deer pictures that's coming on the camera, he might change. <laughs> that his may mind. be debatable. <laughs> yeah. That might be debatable. Yeah. Yeah, I was over there the other day and. Dustin was getting ready to go fishing, if I remember the story right. Or no, you were you were 
getting you were setting um feeders and yeah, all that kind of stuff that's what it was and gage is like dad i don't i don't want to go get ready for deer season i want to go fishing <laughs> dustin's like well he's been listening to his dad way too much <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he's got that dustin mindset bass are more important yeah <laughs> it can be man i there there's a lot of times i wouldn't disagree with that i would i would I, I this weekend i could care less if we went fish the tournament or we went deer hunting because the cameras are blowing up with deer so i know either one's gonna be a good time yeah, <laughs> yeah. you so. guys you guys have got some really good bucks this year on camera showing up pretty if, consistently if, we, if the deer weren't showing up on the camera like they are i'd go fishing in a heartbeat i wouldn't even think twice about yeah deer hunting but we got some deer that's on the camera that yeah they're begging yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so you guys uh you guys just went through youth season how'd the boys do youth hunting yeah so uh oklahoma uh youth rifle started last weekend last friday uh, me and the boys went out that friday night had our second biggest buck on the farm we were hunting on showed up and we never he was like 50 yards from us stayed right inside the brush uh, just never could get a shot off on him. <laughs> it was so, a heartbreaker for it was, Dad. It was a heartbreaker, yeah. <laughs> that was a tough one to watch go, but it was the best thing to do. And then we had another decent little buck come in later, right at dark, and we couldn't, didn't make nothing happen with that one either. So Saturday morning, I took Finn and uh, Marty, my father-in-law, he took the oldest boy, Gage, and they were on the north or the south end of the property 80 acres we were on the north end of the 80 and heck i mean it no more than gets daylight and we hear boom you know followed by some yeah and you can tell like whenever somebody shoots you can tell when the bullet hits it you know you yeah. hear that sound right that meat pop and i turned and looked at finn i said gage probably just smoked a monster and then I no more than said that, and you could hear them two down there just hooping and hollering. And <laughs> I said, "Yeah, he got him one." <laughs> that or he did so, something really bad. <laughs> something yeah. went drastic. Yeah. So, yeah, he ended up getting him a really nice nine pointer, and first one he'd ever shot with a rifle. So he was pumped up. That's cool. That's the cool thing about them boys. They're they've been archery hunting since. Yeah, they've killed mm-hmm. everything with a crossbow. So. Mm-hmm. We did go rifle hunt Missouri youth last year, but neither one of them shot anything. So that was his first one with the gun. And I asked him which one he liked better. And he likes, he said he liked the crossbow, but he said the gun was fun. Yeah. Right. But how far was that buck? 47 yards is when when he shot it. When he shot it? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The kind of a little back funny story. I don't know if it's really funny, but it's. It goes to show that the um, cell cameras are kind of like the live scope on the boats. This is yeah. the neat part. This is the part yeah. I like, yeah. So they were they were hunting the south 40 of this farm, and they went to the east side of it because there was some – there was a, kind of a big wheat field, and it's just got some little patches of timber, and then there's some little uh, tree rows that kind of connect the patches together. Well, out in the middle of the wheat field, there's – I don't know seven or eight big old mature oak trees and the deer have been 
in the evening time you'll see them feeding around them oak trees out there in that wheat field so when gage and marty started in that morning they looked over there toward them oaks and they thought they seen deer standing around them so they get snuck around there and get set up and they're moonlighting you know right so it starts to crack daylight and they realize that they're just bushes. <laughs> they're not even deer. Best best sneak Marty's ever made. Yeah. 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 He poured his heart into it, I'm they, sure. They didn't spook anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> so they're sitting there and uh Marty's phone is connected to the Tacticam, the yeah. cell camera. Yeah. Well his phone dings or vibrates. I'm sure he got it on silent. He looks at it, and this nine point is standing right in front of the camera. So he tells Gage, he said, hey, that buck's down in front of the camera. Let's sneak back around, and we'll get in this tree line. So when they got to where they wanted to get, then that left, there was a little narrow tree line between them and the camera. And the camera was probably 70, 80 yards from them. And they seen the deer was headed this their direction, right? Yeah, so whenever they got to the edge of the field where they set up then the last picture that marty got on his phone was a picture of the buck walking straight away from the camera which was directly at them yeah <laughs> that's cool so they're sitting there you know and and marty knows that this deer has to be right there because i mean it, it just took its picture right the deer standing there somewhere but they can't see it so gage is in his gun you know got it up and ready to go and finally gage seen him coming through the tree line and as soon as he stepped out of the tree line he flipped the safety off well the deer heard him flip his safety off and it turned i mean pegged him you know and he just put it right there on his neck and shot him and <laughs> piled him up right there that's, that's cool all, that's awesome and then the hooping and hollering <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome that is cool so the, the cell cams I f that's kind of the new live scope for hunters yeah, yeah. it yeah. is i mean changes the way a guy hunts whether you agree or disagree or whatever i mean it's if you can use them it, do yeah, it technologies yeah it it honestly changed the way we hunted them last year too because we were having a lot of midday deer come in there and whether we were walking in the evening or whatever yeah um, and the nice thing about it is before i leave my truck i can check my camera that's the thing that's and if they're standing or if they're there then i'll just wait till they mm -hmm. either mosey off or i'll wait till daylight and sneak in and we know we ain't mm -hmm. gonna bump them yeah yeah you're not gonna bump them that was that was dang cool last year hunting around them things yeah it was awesome yeah so so you want to talk about colorado you want to lead it off yeah yeah we just got back from it felt like nine months in colorado <laughs> <laughs> pretty much september till a few days ago yeah came back for a little bit but yeah we had a little little time here in between but not much um we we had our our last hunter our rifle hunter come out and we didn't quite get it done um he only hunted what two days two and a half days yeah um just i think he was beat up just worn out we we walked him a little bit but yeah. um we just i don't know it was just one thing or another it seemed like the thing about that week or last week was it was 
we we had a lot of uh what's the word elements or variables yeah. in this hunt the the weather was definitely a big part of it they got pushed out i mean we were in elk pretty much every day oh yeah yeah no doubt um, about that we were we had elk everywhere yeah they, the numbers just weren't there like they should be and even like in our main spot kurt was up there and during first rifle you can see in like one morning you can see a hundred different elk mm -hmm. but he got up there which when he when when kurt got up there he had left the alacnic tent up from archery season and i don't know how much snow there was up high but the tent was destroyed hmm. so they ended up it was it was late at night when they got there so they ended up kind of having to cut the tent apart they made a lean-to or something where they yeah. could sleep three of them sleeping in it yeah they ended up cutting it up and then sewing it back together in certain places to make some sort of a lean-to for them to sleep in that night and then that next morning they went out and he said they only seen like six but they were off in an area that especially with that much snow it would have been a nightmare to get get to, to get yeah well you could probably get to them and get one killed but getting them out would be it'd be tough even with horses um that would have been a tough one but yeah they ended up coming down just because there was no had to get a cabin there yeah yes yeah, so we ended up having to change a bunch of stuff up and hunt down low and we started up high um or fairly high yeah. and had it honestly had a pretty short hike to where we were going to start hunting at and 250 yards outside of camp open in the morning had six cows and yeah <laughs> so let, let me just let me just back up because this this is i think the coolest part of the hunt that happened or the coolest thing that happened during this hunt and we posted the videos on our facebook page of it but uh so was it friday ours our scout friday, day yeah scout yeah. day so friday we hike up and we're scouting with our hunter he got in um thursday night late so we take him up and we're scouting and moose just everywhere yeah i mean that was probably more moose than i've seen in colorado ever yeah there was you couldn't go more than 30 40 yards and not yeah run into or see a different moose so yeah as much as you've hunted that area have you seen that many moose or is it common to see them in there like that or it's not uncommon to see them in there i never seen the numbers in there like there were um every day it's i think we were seeing new bulls yeah we we really never seen the same bull twice other than the yeah one. <laughs> but so yeah. so i mean just numbers like crazy i mean it seemed like their population was very very healthy in that area i think the snow actually pushed them down that way they were yeah, yeah they, they were, were all kind of congregated down in that one little yeah. valley yeah i but. agree so scout day moose everywhere um that was the day we bumped that big bull we had yeah. a big big bull moose i actually went in there and tried to call him in which he wasn't having it yeah <laughs> every time he called he'd turn around and just go the other way <laughs> yeah yeah apparently i'm not a great moose caller <laughs> you're gonna have to work on that one huh? yeah i felt like it sounded good but <laughs> oh well so we get back to camp that night and i'm joking with everybody i i said uh i said just so you guys watch we're gonna round 
a corner and old Bullwinkle's going to be right there and he's going to be mad and just <laughs> eat us for lunch. Just joking, you know, just in camp jokes, I guess. Yeah. So the next morning, 250 yards outside of camp, six cows up on the hill, 300 yards from us, just yeah. beautiful, you know, and we're looking for a bull. Like, we're, we're like, he's got to be in there somewhere. And they kept looking down on a trail, the same trail we were on, and we actually had to belly crawl like a 50-yard section of this trail to right. get to where we could get it for sure in range and get a clear shot if there was a bull up there. But at the end of the belly crawl, there was a sharp corner in the trail, sharp curve, to where you couldn't see around the curve at all. And so Clint uh, says, just hang out right here, guys. I'm going to go up around the curve and check and see if that bull's in the trail because these cows are looking like... They were watching something. Yeah, they were watching something that was in this trail or down closer to the trail like a hawk and we just assumed that it was a bull elk or right, something right. is what we were hoping for anyway so clint strips his pack off or whatever and starts crawling around this corner and he disappears forever and so me and the hunter are just sitting there <laughs> like what's taking him so long he if he would have seen something then surely he would have got us you know or yeah. whatever so we're just sitting there well We've we've been there for at least it felt like fifteen minutes, but it probably wasn't that long. I think altogether it was probably only just three or four minutes. Yeah, it it really wasn't that long, yeah. but it seemed like forever because we we really assumed you were just going to go around and come back, you know. And so the client looks up and sees this big bull where Clint had disappeared at around the curve, standing there and looking off the side of the trail. And so we're like, what the heck? And we start making out Clint on top of, like, above the trail right there. (laughs) (laughs) And then no sooner than we get a sight of this bull, he charges at Clint (laughs) and stops, like, right on top of him. And it was just, like, so many things just happened all of a sudden. (laughs) We didn't know what to do, so we just start laughing. (laughs) What was crazy was is I thought you guys could see him. No. Right from the beginning, because I turned the corner, and kind of like what Rich said, I turned the corner, like, I'm just creeping along, and I see, like, a rack move, and for a split second, I thought, crap, there's a freaking bull elk standing on the same trail, and I was hoping... And we are like, 15, 20 yards behind you, like, or... Yeah. Maybe yeah. even farther than that. But. Yeah, maybe a little bit, and, and then I... I mean, within a second, I obviously I could tell it was a moose rack, and then he he actually presents his whole body there, and it was kind of one of those moments where every I've ran into a lot of moose in there, and I've never came in, I've I've never had a a situation where I felt like this is a bad situation to be in, mm-hmm. and when I saw him, I thought it was you know okay, I'm just gonna sit here let him kind of do his thing and then you know he'll walk around me which they normally do or they'll turn he'll turn around and go off (laughs) (laughs) that stinking thing wasn't leaving that trail for nothing (laughs) so so to back up again on each side of this trail there was an avalanche that went through what two or three years years ago two years ago and so it's just nothing but laydowns on each side of this trail like these big old what five inch six inch 
At least, yeah. There was there was some pretty mature trees. In yeah, there, some big aspens. Mature aspen trees, and so it just laid down as thick as all get out. I mean, there's yeah. no way. So the moose didn't have anywhere to go. Like it was the trail towards us or the opposite direction. I mean, that was that was the only route he had. Yeah. That he, I mean, I think he would have wanted to take. So. Yeah, there was. He wasn't going down, and on that left side of the trail, it was pretty steep too, and. Um, so yeah, when I when I first seen him, I grabbed my phone, and I start recording. He was about 40 yards away when I saw him. So I start recording and he didn't see me until he got to about 20 yards and he stops and he looks at me. And I'm just frozen. Well, the meantime, we still got these six cows right behind <laughs> us and I still haven't seen a bull elk, so I don't know if there's one in there or not. So I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to move or, you know, try to scare him off the this moose. So I just sit there and keep recording, and he just he stares at me for maybe five, ten seconds. Then he keeps coming closer. And I, when he got to about 15 yards, maybe 10 yards, I'm beginning to think, okay, if this guy decides that he he's going to step <laughs> over me, I need to figure out what to do. Got to find a route. So I kind of turn my body and I look behind me to figure out where I'm running to. And luckily, right where I stopped, there was this bank that was about four foot high. And there was actually a game trail that went right up into this pile of brush. Uh, all right. That's perfect. That's where I'm going. Get in the brush. <laughs> so... I was still sitting there, not doing anything, and I... And this dang moose has like 13-inch eye guards on him. Yeah. I mean, just giant. And I didn't realize grass. how big his his wreck was until we actually started looking at the video afterwards. Yeah. Well, he keeps coming closer, and he gets about five yards, so I actually position my body to run if I need to. And at that time he actually turns and quarters to me and or he's looking right at me and the head wobble starts yeah the head wobble and the shake and all that and then he takes a couple steps right to me so i turn to take off well then he comes running right at me which i like i like i said i thought you guys could see all this happening and so i run up on the hill well when i do I'm running and I accidentally dropped my phone in the snow and so I turn around and I'm not kidding this bull's like five feet away from me at this point <laughs> like from me to you Dustin and I pick up my phone and I thought it was recording but it wasn't luckily Rim saw the bull at this time so he starts recording so we got <laughs> Rim's angle from the whole thing and I probably recorded for maybe just I don't know 10 seconds or so what I thought was 10 seconds and all of a sudden he just takes off running right at me so I go to turn to run and there's 12 inches of snow on the ground <laughs> little did I know there was like a two inch log underneath the snow <laughs> and I trip and fall and I, I fall like on my side and at any moment i'm expecting to have his horns sticking right through me or he's going to start stomping me but luckily and what's crazy about that is when you go back and watch the video you know you because you can see me kind of run and then disappear <laughs> which is where i fell and then you see the moose going through this brush 
and that thing was right on top of me. His his legs was over your legs. Yeah. I mean, they're down on my <laughs> Yeah. He was probably straddling me for a second. Was you making snow angels? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I was just, I laid there and thinking, okay, it's going to happen. He he's, This is going to hurt. Yeah. That, that's what I, I was just embracing for the pain <laughs> at any second. And that's one of the moments where you're a uh, hunter. Yeah. Well, I, so pulls the trigger. I, so I told the hunter, because I, I honestly, we were protecting ourselves. I thought the moose was coming at us. Like, I thought he was coming at us, and then I realized Clint was on top of the, above the trail, and he was coming at Clint. So I told the hunter to get the gun on him, and I said, don't shoot unless you have to. And he knew. And so he's got the gun on him but come to find out his gun was on eight power or scope was on eight power so all he can see is brown no, nothing but hair yeah <laughs> and so you know it it turned out good but so right before this moose charges and you can't hear it on the video i don't believe but this thing gives the eeriest growl yeah. i think i've ever heard i mean it, I, I don't know when when you guys were a kid or whatever did you ever play that dangerous hunts game Oh yeah, you know the moose on there. How they go, oh, you yeah. know. That's what it's. I mean, it yeah. was an eerie, eerie growl. Yeah. And then, like that, he charges Clint right after that growl. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. You bring up that dangerous, <laughs> dangerous hunt game when the boys were like four or five years old. They was playing that over at my mom's house, and Gage had played it for a while you know or several months or whatever well one day i guess he figured out or he got to a level where he could hunt the wolves uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> so he's just trying to shoot the wolves well the wolves charge at you and then yeah. uh-huh. like right when they get to you they jump in the screen and all you <laughs> see is wolves well yeah so Gage is shooting at these wolves on the TV, and I'm in another room, and all of a sudden, man, he goes to scream. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck's wrong with you? He said, you got to watch this. This wolf tried to attack me. <laughs> That's funny. So, so 30 minutes into our hunt, I felt like we were on a, a scene of dangerous hunts. Yeah. <laughs> open in morning. You know, I've thought about this. Maybe I told you this, but... I don't know when was it a couple months ago you asked the question of like what's the most memorable thing like the coolest thing that's happened to you in the woods that's that's it now yeah the mountain lion was a tough one I mean that was at the top of my list but this one definitely beats it out that was that's pretty that was, cool it was the coolest thing and I've the ever coolest seen. thing about it was it's cool now that you're alive <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't have a 13 inch eye guard through your <laughs> side <laughs> it was awesome to have it all on video yeah i mean i really wish i could have what happened was is i turned my my uh the brightness on my phone down that night i was doing devotions when we went to bed and so i turned it down and then that morning I didn't turn it up so you couldn't tell I couldn't before. tell and I was having a hard time because when that moose was coming to me I was able to see enough to record but I didn't want to mess with trying to bring the brightness up and I knew it was recording at that time so I didn't really care what the brightness was mm-hmm. I wasn't even looking at it but when it fell in the snow I when I picked it up I must have accidentally hit something s- yeah stopped the recording but yeah it was because honestly, I don't think a lot of people would even believe the story if it wasn't all on video. No, no, just just the way it's it all went crazy. down. 
an pretty I, crazy experience. An iPhone would have kept recording when it hit the snow. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah, if you would have had an iPhone, it would have been a lot better video. But, you know, yeah. who are we to judge? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... That was by far one of the coolest things I've ever had happen in the woods or the coolest thing. But overall, I felt like it was... I mean, our hunter didn't get anything, um, unfortunately, it, but it was a great, great week, I felt like. It was an awesome week of hunting. Um, one of the cooler things about the week is, so you, you get a call from your sister. Yeah. And she says, hey, we're on elk. Yeah. Uh, they're back. Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> I know, I'm going on a rabbit trail. So she drew a first rifle tag this year um, and hadn't got the elk hunt because she because of kids and everything in, right. a, in a few years and if i remember right were you the part of the last elk hunt i think i was yeah the last elk hunt yeah. so, so she really wanted you to be there for this one right um we we told her our hunter had made up his mind he was gonna go home early really? yeah and so she's like okay we've got elk you know hurry up hurry up back. hurry up and get back well the original group of elk they were on one of their friends it was kind of a miscommunication deal but one of their friends ends up shooting the bull they were after the big bull mm-hmm. so i mean it, it wasn't that she was down to the dumps or anything but no she she was happy for yeah him. she was very happy for him you know um and just one thing after another they weren't weren't getting on they were getting on elk but just it never lined out well, like the day before we leave, she calls us and says, hey, we're on elk again. Yeah. And they're in the same spot. Yeah. You know, we can kill these. What day are you coming back? <laughs> yeah. And so we told her or whatever, and she's like, all right, we're waiting on you, which. I, me- well, I texted her that morning. We were loading up camp, and she's like, we're going to hold off as long as we can. And I texted her. I said, well, we got four hours before. Yeah, we're four we're hours be from there them. Yeah. At, at a minimum. Well, yeah. they ended up holding off. Which is insane to me because I would have been on top of them elk shooting them, you know. I told her, I said, if you got to go pull the trigger, don't wait on us for it. Yeah. And it's kind of when it ended up happening, but. Yeah. What, 15, 20 minutes out, they end up killing this elk. Yeah. We were almost there. So we got to to be there pretty much as they walked up to the elk and Mm -hmm. um, the gut. And the cool thing about it is they could drive a truck up to it and load it in the back of the truck, which don't happen. Yeah. No cutting very often. Easiest pack trip ever. Easiest pack out. (laughs) And then uh, we were able to even hang the thing up and let it age in a shop. So that was was pretty, pretty cool hunt. That was, that was a first for me. Yeah. You know, and it was just, it was awesome to see. That was cool. And she, she was stoked. It was an awesome bull. Um, we posted it on our Facebook page as well. Yeah. It was a good but bull. It was just a cool, cool experience. Yeah. The thing about going to Colorado, at least for me personally, it's, you know, the hunting is a significant part of it, but just being able to go hang out and spend time with family and friends yeah. that makes, I mean, I, I think you both would agree that, you know, during the archery hunt, Honestly, in some ways, it was just as fun, maybe not funner, just going back to the cabin or to the tent. Oh, yeah. Just hanging out. Hanging out and spending time together, talking. And when you're in the woods camping, especially if you're within, you know, even four or 500 yards from elk, you can't really afford to be loud and joking around Mm -hmm. and laughing. So it's fun just to kind of get down somewhere and just. That's honestly. uh, So as I've, I've been going out there with you 
I've made quite a few trips out there with you, and that's really one of my favorite parts is hanging out with your family. Yeah. <laughs> Just seeing your dad and your sister and brother-in-law, and then on the way back seeing your brother. Yeah. It's it's just it's just cool. It's it's fun, relaxing. Yeah. You know, it's it's always a good atmosphere. Yeah, we're gonna have to, you know, switch our mindset now, because honestly, before we, well, since the beginning of September, even August, you know, all we were focused on was elk hunting, and yeah, now we're I, back in the whitetail world, and it's even when we did come back for a little bit, and whitetail season was going, I just just trying to take care of stuff for the family and yeah all that just really didn't didn't spend much time thinking about whitetail hunting so that'll all have to start changing here dustin's been on them though dustin's been on some whitetail yeah we're getting pictures of them so. yeah yeah we're fixing the we're gonna let that old recurve eat here soon mm-hmm yeah Hey, uh, the other day we were talking, Dustin, and I was kind of sharing some stuff with you, and you had actually said you had some notes on, this is way off subject from what we were talking about, but I kind of feel twist. like it's important to, to hit on. Um, so just in all, and just being open and honest, what Dustin and I were talking about, I was just sharing with him some stuff that was going on, you know, spiritually and I don't know what it is, but for some reason or another, the last couple months, and I don't even feel like it's hunting season or elk season, but, you know, I feel like sometimes we go through these spells or these seasons where, you know, spiritually it feels like there's just nothing happening. And I was talking to Dustin about it and, I don't know, just sharing with him, and he... You, well, you told me you had something. You wrote some notes down from a C3 conference, and you kind of shared a little bit with me, but really we haven't had a chance to really talk about it. And Yeah, so, I mean, w whenever we were talking, you kind of talked like, you know, you just kind of been, you felt like you was a, in a place where you was just kind of like at a stalemate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, I can't remember if it was two years ago or three years ago. Um, down at C3 uh, conference in Texas they was preaching on a message uh, it was talking about like incubation so mm. you know there's you, you find your t the, the way I kind of take it is like an, an egg yeah okay so you take the egg and you put it in an incubator well it takes however many days 14 17 20 days whatever it takes mm -hmm. the egg's just sitting in there doesn't look like it's doing anything mm -hmm. right and then one day it hatches and it's full life it's a yeah it's a, chick. it's a chicken yeah it's live so i think sometimes god kind of does that with us you know you you feel like you're just you're not really going anywhere right. nothing's happening and then all of a sudden one day right you you hatch yeah yeah huh yeah it's you know i it's kind of a weird place to be in but it's just uh, what what it's taught me and maybe this is the whole reason in it it's just regardless of what you think or feel you have to just keep 
pushing mm-hmm. on you have to keep pushing through it and like you're saying it doesn't feel like there's anything really happening um even in the in like my prayer life or and i know this probably happens to a lot of people um and it can be discouraging but i really just appreciated what you said when we were talking about it on the phone because it was a good encouragement yeah to be honest with you because yeah. sometimes you really start to question things like what am i doing wrong you know is there something that you know i've i've let into my life that's keeping me back or whatever and i don't feel like that's it at all um but after we talked uh, especially i just felt like regardless of the emotion of it or what i feel or you know whoever whatever they're feeling you just you just got to keep pushing through it and just because you don't feel anything when you're doing devotions or praying or even going to church doesn't mean that it's there's nothing happening yeah and sometimes for me like like you guys would probably all consider this is a pretty busy season or busy time of year for all of us and and sometimes for me whenever i get in in this i guess rut you may call it of being busy just this time of being busy i i uh sometimes i'll close my eyes i guess on on the the good things that god's doing in my life you know i don't i don't see him as easily because mm-hmm. i'm too focused on what's going on you know um and then i'll look back and be like oh wow this happened and this happened what a dummy yeah. you know <laughs> so when me and clint was talking the other day and he was telling me you know what we just talked about there and you know i told him you know i was like man i've been convicted like big time in the last probably two weeks because I've been so obsessed with this phone going off with these pictures from these trail cameras you know <laughs> and that's what I, I mean I just can't wait for it to go off again to see, <laughs> see like, which deer stand it's, there you it's know? an addiction <laughs> it, it is yeah so you know it, God kind of convicted me you know like hey this ain't life yeah <laughs> this ain't what life's all about it's getting that deer camera's not number one buddy <laughs> yeah yeah huh well it's you know as you were talking i was thinking about last season you know we we had a fun season but there it was rough especially spiritually and it didn't take really till the end of season that we realized or, shoot part of our problem was is we were putting the create creature over the creator yeah we were putting hunting before everything else and you know i feel like i feel like at least we're we're catching on to it sooner <laughs> this year yeah. and just making sure that okay it was a problem last year we can see it being a problem again let's just make sure that it doesn't really mm-hmm. become a problem yeah. to where it really does start to affect us or our families or whatever yeah, yeah. I I mean I really feel like like we were talking before we started the podcast this afternoon that how busy we were and mm. we're not going to maybe not get to do some hunts and different things happening and going on and you know when it all boils down to it when we do have the time to go if if the good lord wants us to kill this certain deer or that deer it's, it's gonna happen it'll happen you can't yeah. gonna stop it yeah know? but and i also feel like you can't force that to happen no that's either yeah yeah that's good that's, yeah that's the thing i mean you could hunt all season and and 
if it ain't his will, then it won't yeah, be done. I mean, <laughs> you can do all the scouting, and, and and you do want to do all that. You want to put the time and effort in. You can't be lazy about it, but mm-hmm. – at the end of the day, the good Lord's the one that yeah. makes him walk down that yeah. trail, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's absolutely right. And like we've said before, I mean, last year, that was... We put the time we in. We put the time in. We hunted. We hunted like we should have. I mean, we were smart about everything, and it just wasn't working out, everything we'd do. And yeah. it was... We just... Think about all those times you went whenever you you knew that you probably shouldn't go hunting that night. <laughs> you should have went and done whatever else needed to be done, but you decided to go hunting and how that turned out. Yeah. Never, never good. <laughs> I've never had it turn out good. Yeah. <laughs> no. And the whole time you're, whether you're you hiking the mountains or you're sitting in the you tree can't stand. enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it's really not that fun. No. Because you still got to get that thing done yeah. or take well, care of those priorities. And, yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, it ain't very often, but I know the times that that I had something to do at home and I knew it was going to make Mara mad if I went hunting, but I ended up going anyway. <laughs> there wasn't a second that I enjoyed <laughs> that hunt because I knew what I was coming home to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I guess what I was just kind of been feeling here in the last week or so is just, you know, whatever hunts we end up getting to go on. Let it happen. And just, mm-hmm. If it does, yeah. it does. If it don't, it don't. I'm going to go on the ones that work out with the schedule and we're going to enjoy every stinking second of yep. it mm-hmm. yep. so we're not going to be worried about this or that or other things yep. And yep. We'll, well, we'll kill them where we want yeah and <laughs> that's the thing I mean Hoyt's sitting in the other room right there and um, you know I really want to get in some good hunts with him Yeah. and Breland she's really wanting to hunt this year and honestly she's never hunted before she really wants to go this year so I kind of feel like all right, I need to focus on her this season. We'll get it done. And we will, but you know, in the past, it, I'd be I'd be freaking out, out right now because I haven't even stepped foot in mm-hmm. in the woods to kill a whitetail. Yeah. But right, as of right now, you know, I'm honestly content with it. Yeah. Like like you were saying, mm-hmm. you know, when it happens it happens and trying to force it to happen or make it happen and it does seem like every stinking weekend that we schedule a hunt something then something comes up a ball game or a practice or something and i know me and you are kind of alike as far as the kids schedules you guys are some busy people right now well that but we've kind of i mean every deer hunter even i still love to hunt october and november yeah the rut pre-rut you know i I mean that's that's awesome stuff yeah but just the way kids sports schedules and everything else whatever school activities happens we at least i know i have for sure have transitioned into more of a late december yeah hunter january Mm -hmm. hunter Mm mm-hmm and I love that too. I mean, that's some of the best hunts you guys seen some of the <laughs> last year. I yeah, mean, that's some of the best so, hunts you can have. So before last year, and, and I think I've killed maybe one or two deer late season with with my bow or whatever. But before last year, December was for the ducks. <laughs> I mean, it was like, what are we doing deer hunting in December? This is stupid, guys. Come on, they're all dead already. Yeah, yeah, they all died from frostbite, <laughs> and and we will too if we set that dang deer stand. 
But Dustin, Dustin proved me wrong last year, December. We had some of our best hunts last year. It was late season, December and January. I mean, just for the amount of deer we've seen. And, I mean, it was it was awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to to going back and doing it again all winter long i i really enjoyed yeah. that that was a lot of fun i know we got a couple of well a couple of these farms that we've been hunting and been getting all these pictures from i catch myself every time i'm always telling marty he's like man i cannot wait till december yeah, yeah. i cannot yeah. wait till december yeah. Yeah. and he's kind of looking at me like well why what? december why not now <laughs> well, and, and you've said it before too some of your best rut action has actually came in december from that second rut yeah usually they're chasing them fawns and they're really receptive to calls i mean yeah and and i feel like they're not quite as on edge all the time i mean they are a little bit on edge i guess i mean they're always a little on edge but i don't know right you think they make a few more mistakes yeah i think maybe people's because no and especially around our part of the country by the end of rifle season it's over. it's over most yeah. people are done yeah bow hunting rifle hunting you right know. we don't get a whole lot of muzzleloader hunters even really around here no so i mean they've they've gone almost a month with nobody messing mm-hmm. around them mm-hmm. and it also helps that this particular property we hunted on last year nobody hunted it all year long until we went in there so yeah, yeah. and you kind of reserve it or not really reserve it because it's yours to hunt but you kind of save it for yeah, December on. You yeah, don't ever hunt it early season. You've got other stuff to do. And there's, I mean, you've seen the trail cameras. Yeah. There's big bucks in there, August, September, October, November. They're always in there. But mm-hmm. That that was me last year. I was like, because I, I mean, I've grown, you know, last five or six years, I've seen the deer that's came off this place. And they're super patternable there in early season. I mean, yeah. you've got, he had so many dang daylight pictures of big bucks <laughs> early season. I'm like, Dustin, why ain't you hunting this right now? He goes, just wait till December. <laughs> <laughs> we got fish to catch in September. <laughs> yeah, September's I'm, for fishing. <laughs> I'm chomping at the bit, but in December, you don't sweat going into your stand. You don't blow yeah. any deer out. Nothing wins you. It doesn't seem like, I mean, if you, you just play the wind right. And, and they're, they're thinking with their bellies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you hunt the um, best food source you can find, and you're going to see a ton of deer. Hopefully, you get a little skiff of snow a couple times, yeah. and it's, yeah. That's, the, That's cool. the best part is when you get, you know, two, three inches of snow oh. on the ground. I well, love hunting it. And when that dang cold weather comes, them suckers are grouped up. I mean, when you see one, you see ten. Oh, yeah, they're herds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. They're in herds. It is. It's it's. That was some cool hunting last year. I really that enjoyed that with you guys. Yeah, that was a blast. That was honestly probably one of the funnest seasons, if not the funnest season I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, yep. that was, was good. And uh, we didn't even kill anything. <laughs> I, <got a> th- <laughs> I could have. <laughs> you killed some deer. No, I know, but I'm talking like late last, oh, late yeah. season when the three of us were yeah, hunting. Yeah, that, that one is buck. true. That is true. Yeah. You should have just left your bow in the truck. Yeah, yeah. that's what I had to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I passed on a lot of does. December was awesome, only I had to leave my bow at the house. <laughs> I just got to watch other people shoot them. <laughs> hey, I've been meaning to talk to him, but maybe it's kind of along the same thread. We're going to have to cut it short here or cut it off here in a bit, but I want to give a shout out to Winston because he posted a picture on Facebook when he took the two kids. That is awesome. Yes, I seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was two nights ago. Yeah. Yeah. And He's, I mean, how old are his kids? 
uh, Coleman and I think they're uh, six and three. Yeah, yeah. I would say like five and three, yeah. and I that is a cool. He dad knew right there. what he was doing or getting himself into. They had snacks in the picture. <laughs> it was that was awesome. I just love the fact that he had them two kids up there. Yep. And and I forgot what he said like in the caption, like, we'll see how this goes or something like yep. that. It wasn't about killing anything at that yep. moment. It was about just getting them exactly. in, the, in the tree stand. And I, we actually talked because uh, we worked together. Uh, at work this morning, we was talking about it, and they actually had a little buck come out into the field, ended up – the buck walked all the way down there to him. He said it was like five yards from the <laughs> really, stand. yeah. And it, he said it would never leave. It just like hung out right there. So <laughs> when it started getting dark, he was hoping that it would just leave and they could get down without spooking it and everything. Yeah. But he told the kids to just start kind of like calling at it, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> he said they they started, you know, doing whatever with their mouths, making noises and stuff. Yeah. He said that buck did not care. Really? Just <laughs> kept standing there, just looking around. Winston, I mean, just like just like you guys, he has done a phenomenal job of getting his kids yeah. into the outdoors. Yeah. He's done, you know. His boys, he's six. Is he, he? Did, he turned six, yeah, because he's – this will be his first rifle season. Oh, okay. So they'll be they're going out this Saturday morning. Awesome. So hopefully that little buck will come back. If out he there shows back up, he may be in trouble. I, there's just so much about that picture. I don't know if I would have ever tried to take Breland and Hoyt at the same time, and if I did, we would have been in a blind. <laughs> but all three of them are up on a two-man ladder stand, just spending time together i just i don't know i thought that was a really that's, cool that's parenting done right right yeah. there i actually that had the awesome facebook memory popped up uh, i think it was a week ago or so and it was finn's first deer and me and finn and gage was all three sitting in that ladder stand at the house oh that's right you guys did do that and i don't have no idea how we pulled that off but, <laughs> <laughs> but finn ended up shooting his first deer yep yeah that was awesome that's that's cool. cool. That's that's memories and boys will never never forget. Oh no, yeah. That's the that's the good stuff. Well, I think we're gonna have to shut her down. Our hours up. Uh oh. Yeah, but we appreciate everybody listening, and honestly, we should be back in the swing of things as far as you know being consistent on getting podcast out and. Um, we've got some cool hunts coming up with Petersons and so got some good opportunities to spend some time in the woods with some guys and well we'll let you guys go and uh, we'll talk to you here before too long thank you for taking time to listen to this week's edition of Tuned In Outdoors make sure you check us out on Facebook and search for Tuned In Outdoors Join us again next week as we share our passion for the gospel and the great outdoors on the Tuned In Outdoors podcast.